Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Hi, I'm Dane Swan, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to yet another edition of 365 Days of Sport, the greatest sports radio show on the planet. And just to let you know, it is show 113. That's uh, treble 20, um, three bull, if you want to go out that way. Bit tough to go out that way. but Three uh, bull? What are you on? What does that mean? Treble 20, number three, and then the bull. What, is, that, is that bingo or something? 113. Darts, Rob. Darts. Oh, keep right, right. Sorry. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. the sexy voice of Rob Bryce. Oh, wow. Who is uh, suffering from quite unbelievably? We're in the unbelievable. Uh, I was vaccinated when I was three months old. Yeah, most of us were. Apparently, it has to be within twelve months of what? Of you have to get the, if, if you have if you get it within the vaccination of twelve months, it's really bad. And the it is, of course, whooping cough. Whooping cough, as it's written. Well, it's written with a W. Yeah, but it so is. So everyone says whooping and then whooping and then I don't know what's going on. Those who do listen regularly may have noticed I've been coughing a bit the last four weeks or so. Yeah. that's a whooping cough. I've well, had it before. I went to Malaysia. In Malaysia, I was running 5Ks a day, the first thing in the morning, with the whooping cough. Wow. Then I come back and, oh, God, disaster. Absolutely mm. fell to pieces. So what can you do? But, uh, so just, uh, I apologise to anyone listening live if I go into a coughing fit and have to leave the or, room. And or potentially vomit. Potentially vomit, or get incredibly turned on by the sultry sounds oh, of Robert well, Bryan. I'm just going to, yeah. I just have many times I've loved, and i made love, and <laughs> shared love. It's just not enough, baby. Those, uh, those challenging Barry right here. Those people that uh, are Melburnians would know the uh, sultry sounds of Richard Mercer, who does love song dedications, who used okay. for a long, long time. Yep. Who, uh, Richard was very old. Right. Soft and smooth. Right. Well, it's just uh, I'm excited to check him out sometime. Shall we? While we're talking about uh, whooping or whooping cough, we'll quickly dive into this and we'll just run through them. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. Oh, I got a live one here. Why not kick the show off with a top ten, Rob? Yeah, let's just straight into it. Um, There's nothing to talk about. No, there's no... This is a sports show, so let's do the top ten facts about whooping cough or whooping cough. cough. Number ten, Rob. Pregnant women need to get vaccinated against pertussis, which is the kind of... Pertussis. Pertussis. During every pregnancy, Rob. Every pregnancy. Really? Apparently so. Well, that could be... I don't know what it's like to have uh, whooping cough and be pregnant at the same time. No, nor me. Um, You might vomit up a baby. (laughs) Not sure it works that way. Sorry, a fetus, rather. Yeah, yeah. They've got to get it sorted. They've got to get a booster in the third trimester. Okay. Just in case you're pregnant. Just in case there are pregnant ladies listening, because we know we're huge. But you wait till the third. Uh, Don't go in the first or second trimester. Between 27 and 36 weeks, Rob. Number nine, teens and adults need pertussis booster shots. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you get your booster shot, Rob? Well, when do you ever hear of someone getting whooping cough? I know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, we both know who's to blame, by the way. Yeah, we do. We actually do. Uh, Number... Number eight, vaccination is the best protection against whooping cough. Who, okay. who would have known? Oh, it's amazing. Breakthrough. Apart from those anti-vaxxers out there. Oh, don't even get me started with the anti-vaxxers. So, or we can get into them when we have vegan news later. Yeah, okay. The pertussis vaccine is considered safe. 80 to 90% effective at preventing infection. Here you go, Rob. Side effects include fever, headache, and fatigue. Yeah, fatigue, but definitely. But typically mild. Yeah. There you go. Typically yeah. mild. Well, that's pretty true. I haven't felt too bad. Just like, just as one, once it kicks no, in. That's what not... happened was I got the cough on top of the whooping cough. Yeah, that's not good. I got a cold, a, a double whammy, mm. and that's when it, it just totally went to pieces. That's only the you. side effects of the vaccine, by the way. It's not oh, the sorry. side effects. That's Because what you're actually talking about are yeah. effects yeah, of, that's hoop, right. of whooping cough, not the side, not effects, side effects of the vaccine. Sure. Um, number seven. That up. Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll just clear that up. It's mm. an educational show, after mm. all. Uh, the cocoon effect can help protect your baby from whooping cough. The cocoon effect? Yeah. What, um, what, what is that mean? The cocoon effect is the best way to protect the newborn. Everyone around them should be vaccinated. Mom, during pregnancy, parents, grandparents, siblings, and healthcare workers. So basically, okay, they, if they, everyone in the world is vaccinated, is vaccinated. against whooping cough, yep. then your baby's pretty safe. Okay. That's what the cocoon effect is. So what, what do anti-vaxxers say to that? They say no. Yeah. Live and let live. Darwinism, man. And Darwinism. Just, and, uh, no, no, no. They, they're going like, um, oh, because you're going to give my baby autism. Autism, that's yeah. the one. What are, yeah. what are the chances of that? And in fact, it's 
it's not even scientifically proven, even it's the not. shred of evidence, nope. that that's a fact. And we, we know a lot about whooping cough. Lots of babies have died from it. True. So uh, I'll see what you think when your baby dies, anti-vaxxing twat. Uh, number six, the young and ill are at higher risk for whooping cough. Were you ill, Rob, at the time? Um, no, I wasn't. Okay, whooping cough doesn't... Oh, hang on, yes. I was just. It was not long after I had that um, food poisoning. Oh, ooh. Straight after that was when I went with uh, Oliver from work on the, road, the Canberra road the trip. The Canberra road trip. And we uh, had to ride in the car for about five hours, four hours together. Yep. Plus, it was a twin share room, wasn't it? Yeah, I wonder who booked that. <laughs> so, there we go. That, that could have something to do with it. Whooping cough doesn't affect everyone in the same way. It depends particularly on the strength of the patient immune system whether mm. or not they have fully developed lungs yeah. and whether they have a healthy immune system mm-hmm. so uh, well I tell you what I think I do generally have Wolverine powers when it comes to sickness I mean getting a cold on top of a whooping cough and I've good. basically destroyed it in three days Yeah, uh, but the whooping cough remains but I, I think I'm I've only got two weeks left max what of living no of <laughs> Of being involved with this disease. Yes. So it. six weeks to get rid of it, that, that's pretty strong, mm. as far as I'm concerned. So and that number of times in my life, people have got the same thing, and I get through it in half the time that they do. Yeah, okay. Well, you... I'm like Wolverine. Good. You know, from the X-Men? No. Well, but you do... You, Hugh you, you have heard... Yeah, Hugh Jackman, I've who plays Wolverine from the... His, yeah. his main power is that he's got... He can heal himself, like, but he, like, instantly heals. He's like SpongeBob. So if he gets... Um, I think he's probably a bit better than SpongeBob. Really? Yeah, if, if he gets torn open, it yeah. heals immediately. Wow. But he's also got a skeleton made of adamantium, which is the hardest... It's unbreakable steel. So with an unbreakable skeleton plus... Yeah. Yeah. Freakish healing powers. He's almost impossible if to kill. That's why he just lives forever. If he's got an unbreakable skeleton, how does he get wounded? He, well, he gets wounded only briefly before it comes back together. Oh, no, his, his bones can't be broken, and his flesh heals. So look out! It's All true. his organs are protected by the adamantium skeleton. That's amazing. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm comparable to. Number five. Yes. There is a rising tide of U.S. whooping cough epidemics. Rob. Yeah, it's making a big comeback. When U.S. childhood immunizations became routine, cases of whooping cough dropped dramatically. Now, mm-hmm. anti-vaxxers yeah. brought it back. Yeah. They've that, brought that, it back. That, that, it's, it's their fault. It is. I'm blaming them. Well, you have to. Who else is there to blame? There's no one else to blame. I know. So, so we need to start protesting against anti-vaxxers. Yeah, I think so. Not letting them have their way all the time. No, Because I've heard that, that this, is, this is actually going on a lot. Like, people are, are, are refusing for their child to have yeah. the vaccine. Eventually, that kid gets it, and they start spreading, spreading it like it. wildfire. No, epidemic, Rob. Pandemic! Be- because they're or- misinformed. That's exactly right. Misinformed. Mm. Bloody lefties. It is. It's bloody lefties. Bloody lefties. Hippies. Number four, bacteria called Bordetella pertussis cause whooping cough, and new strains are now circling in the US of A. Mm-hmm. Uh, once Bordetella pertussis bacteria gets in the lungs, they stick to the lungs lining where they make pertussis toxin. Uh, the toxin paralyzes the cilia, the tiny hairs that line the lung. Mm-hmm. They usually move in waves to help the lungs clear away mucus through normal coughing. Whooping cough is anything but a normal cough. It is so severe that it interferes with breathing, eating, and sleeping. It there does. That's I what can, you're I can, suffering I can from. confirm that 100%. Number three, whooping cough fits are uncontrollable and intense. Mm-hmm. Whooping yeah. cough is named for the sound of its victims. Oh, I love mm. that. <gasps> Like that. Whooping cough is named for the sound of its victims mm-hmm. who gasp for breath yeah. after prolonged coughing fits. Mm. Four in the morning last night, I woke up and I just felt a little sting, a niggle in my throat. And I went to try and do a cough to what, clear some phlegm or something. And I was like stuck. My whole throat was stuck. Wow. And I couldn't breathe. And I did a big <gasps> to try to get some breath. And then that catches the throat. And then you start coughing. And then you can't breathe or cough. And it's just all gags together. And you just, and then you start throwing up. That's what it's. That's sort of what happening most nights. Oh, great! Nice. Yeah, sometimes during the day. Yeah, so it's a good thing. Something here's to look a, forward here's to. A bit of uh, bit of reality for it. During coughing spells, a baby with whooping cough can have trouble catching their breath, turn mm. red, not be able to get enough air, turn blue, yep. and even stop breathing. Yeah, well, that's because the baby won't know how to control itself to regulate its breathing yeah. well, to get back in order. Well, they actually said coughing yeah. fits are uncontrollable. Yeah. Well, if you, if you have to not panic, if you don't know what's going on, it will just go round and round. But eventually, you have to stop and just try and breathe and forget about the cough part of it and just. Concentrate on breathing and then it comes right. Okay. Here you go, Rob. Number two, whooping cough can kill you. Mm -hmm. That's number two. You wait till what number one is. The who... Not Roger. I can't Dal- wait to hear it. Not Roger Daltrey and yeah. the Who. This is the World Health Organization. Okay. Not uh, Pete Townsend. Mm-hmm. Not uh, Keith Moon. He's dead. 
Right. Not uh, Roger Entwistle, because he's dead as well. John Entwistle. John Entwistle. Yeah. Oh, I went to school with Rod. No, went to school. His dad was uh, Roger Entwistle. His son was called uh, Philip Okay. I don't know where Not related? No. No, he's not, not at all. He's not Welsh. Just got the surname. They're all from London, I think. Okay, uh, the WHO estimates yeah. out of the 16 million people that are currently infected with whooping cough, 61,000 died. What's that percentage? It's pretty small, but it's still a lot of people yeah. dying. It's probably Just still a, a larger percentage number of transgenders in Australia. <laughs> How did I know you're going to say yeah. that? It is, because we know... About twice as of, much, Out of 25 million, yeah, we know there's 1,250. Yeah. This is 61,000 out of 16 yeah. million. It's a lot bigger it's a lot proportion. Bigger. That's probably 1%. It needs to be in more news reports, Rob. It certainly should be in Instead more. Instead of the much, much transgender issues. News. Certainly. Well, where's the focus on hooping cough? There is no focus. I mean, um, God. I love you've this. Met someone, never met a transgender before, have you? But you've met a hooping cougher. I have now. Two. Two now. Two in one office. Two in one office. Uh, hooping cough is sometimes lethal for babies who can have seizures... Stop breathing, develop pneumonia, or suffer brain damage. Yeah, that's not good, is it? No, it's pretty pretty nasty. This well, stuff. yeah, if you get the pneumonia stuff going, you go in the hospital, you'll be in trouble. But, yeah. um, but I've kept an eye on things. Okay, number one fact, fun yeah. fact, fun fact, <laughs> fun fact about whooping cough. It's all been fun. Top ten facts. Number one, whooping cough is one of the most highly contagious infectious diseases. Rob, right? And I've been spending a lot of time with you and yeah. our friend Oliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, you've it, uh, snuck through. It just shows the immense power of mm. the Welsh immune system. Possibly, but I think around the time, the crucial time, the two-week period where you are most infectious in the first two weeks. Yeah. Straight after I was sick myself yep. with uh, food poisoning. Straight after that, we went to Canberra road trip, so I was probably a bit weak and uh, I got the uh, got the we had to ride in the car and as I said slipped in the well it does yeah, say here whooping cough spreads through bacteria infected droplets that travel in an infected person's breath when you cough or sneeze others may inhale the infectious bacteria and get sick mm-hmm. infection starts spreading once coughing begins and continues to be infectious for about another three weeks well I gotta say it hadn't really bothered me until yeah. about halfway through the Malaysia trip and that's when I started throwing up in the middle of the night so and if I hadn't got this other cold on top of the whooping cough I was starting to get that thrown up thing going it's not, not pleasant no but uh you, strangely enough, you, you kind of get used to it. It's it's like when my back was out and I couldn't operate yeah. properly. You just get used to living like that. No, I've had it for a long time. Same with me with smell, Rob. Mm. You just get used to it. Yeah, great. Um, the funny thing, so my, do- my doctor only actually, I went, Token went to the doctor on Thursday to, just to get it checked to confirm. And I only found out today, 100% confirmed that uh, the test came back positive. And, what, about um, the, what about the whooping cough? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Hey, yes. there it is. And uh, I, he sort of tells me, breaks the news, he goes, oh, and uh, I tell you, yeah, it's come back positive. Oh. It's like he's surprised. I was Sur- like, Doctor was surprised. Yeah, I told, I told you. I, 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 yeah, I was like, yeah, well, um, anyway... Well, there's no real treatment for it, so, yeah. Oh. yeah. I was like, okay, that's good. I was like, well, actually, Doc, as it happens, over the weekend I got another cold, a cough cold on top of the whooping cough. And and because, uh, you know, he's saying, I don't think you're contagious. I said, well, I know I'm not because my girlfriend now has the other cold but doesn't have the whooping cough. Wow. So, but anyway, that was great fun with the the cold and so the whooping cough. And he just he just was laughing. Oh. The doctor was having a great old laugh. Mm. Yeah, so um, I thought that was quite strange. <laughs> Have a doctor so that's no... supposed to be quite empathetic and, yeah, generally. and caring, but no, he was a bit of a oh, classic. I've got a similar story. What well, a run of luck. Yeah. So there's no treatment for whooping cough? Didn't realise. Oh, I think there probably is things they can do, but yeah. I, with an adult, because you know, I'm not in that bad a way. No. Just... So I went to the doctor a few years ago. Uh, I had a pain in my shoulder, mm. and he had a look at it, uh, whatever. And I'd actually had severe pain in the shoulder, in mm. the tendon, right? And after a while, I noticed that the muscle had slipped. The actual whole muscle in my bicep had actually slipped down the upper upper oh, arm. you told me about this. Yeah. So they sent me for MRI and CTI, whatever else they do, and uh, came back, and the doctor said, uh, um, yeah, you've, you've ruptured your bicep tendon. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay, but I wasn't actually doing anything. And yeah. he said, no, 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 it's, it's, it happens. He goes... He because you don't have to be doing anything to rupture your bicep tendons. And they said, it happens to little old ladies all the time. Ah, yeah. And I went, that but I'm 38. Mm. So why is, my I'm bicep, 38. why is my bicep tendon just ruptured and my muscle, my biceps, actually slipped down my arm? He goes, yeah, I don't know. It's your turn. And I, I said, well, are you going to do anything about it? He goes, no, nah, there's not much yeah. we can do. Yeah, yeah. And smiled and... <laughs> 
Great. Thanks, Doc. On your bike. <laughs> Thanks for the visit. Thanks for that. Thanks for the chat. Thanks for the 65 bucks in my pocket. It was <laughs> three and a half minutes worth. And uh, yeah. yeah, I thought mine was a bulk billing and it wasn't. Oh, 70 no. bucks. Schoolboy error. Yes. Absolutely devoted. But uh, that's been uh, great Great times, that. No. Great times. No, but, no. Uh, anyway, uh, on to more exciting things. Oh, tell us about it, Rob. I don't know if you're aware of this, but the heats for the Sandown Cup. Are starting. Are we talking dogs? On are we? Thursday, we were on the Greyhounds. Tornado tears his back after he tore his pad. Not long ago, went with Park, and and after breaking the track record in his previous run, he then proceeded to come last in the final. And and there was a bit of an uproar, saying he shouldn't have run, shouldn't have run. Anyway, he's back, and he's the favourite for the Sandown Cup at a dollar twenty six in his heat. Oh, oh, in his heat, yes, yeah. okay, yeah. Uh, the finally, might you might get a dollar fifty in the final. So I'm very excited about that. In fact, Friday week, I'm paying eighty five bucks to go into a um into the lounge for the night or you can drink and eat oh it's sunday beer and wine sand down yeah a bit of a crew it's, pulling up sand down for the sand down cup i've been to sand on a thursday night normal yeah. this will be a friday, friday normal week. meeting yeah it's not there it's not a big one like that mm. and i've got to say it's the buffet is actually quite good <laughs> It is a good feed at yeah. uh, Sandown. We, uh, we, I've been. Oh, uh, I think it's going to be a big hit. I think it's going to be at least a quarterly function. Well, you, you know. know, you know, we've been to the Melbourne Cup at Sandown, where they get a fairly decent crowd. So I reckon mm. for the big nights, they they might even go up another level food wise. Oh, look out! Prawn, right. They had prawns and oysters, and I was there. Prawns and oysters. Yeah, it was just like not. I'm not saying it was a full seafood buffet, but they did, did have prawns. Are they and ramping up into suits and stuff, or is oh. it still no? Definitely not. Oh, no. <laughs> Trackies. It was jeans and flip-flops, I think, that night. Oh. Um, definitely wasn't uh, suiting up or even vaguely horse racing attire. Good, good. Yeah, it was still the local Frankston and Sandown fellas that uh, running along. Yeah. Hey, and poke the bears on the mend. I've, I saw a post from uh, Shannon Thompson on yeah. Twitter the other day. Did you? He's looking happy and he's having a good old cuddle with uh, her little daughter. We have retired him. They said, yeah, he'll, he, he will heal back. But he'll just never, he won't come back the same. Have you applied to adopt him? Have you no. sent well, Shannon I, a message no, well, saying... They, they, I'll keep him because they love him too much yeah. themselves, I think. Yeah, they only give away the ones that didn't really do much. No. Yeah. Um, oh, but Uphill Jill has just had ten puppies. Ten? Yeah, to fit wow. side to Fernando Bale. With Uphill Jill, this could be an absolute have stormer. You, how much are we talking, Rob? Um, oh, they'll be, what, ten grand, fifteen grand, won't they? Possibly. I'll tell you what, I'll put some money on... Uh, one of these multis coming. I'll be uh, I'll be purchasing. One of these. Multis. I'll be purchasing. Purchasing for all you greyhound enthusiasts out there. We are looking to buy a dog mm-hmm. uh, and rename it, and take it through its career. Well, live we, on I mean, air. The look, I, I would happily buy one of those dogs, but I can't. I've got no money to buy that. No, sort of a dog. Not at that much. But the return, though, the return. I mean, honestly, we're just hundred mm. one one good win. And just think, yeah, one good win, and then there, especially if you buy a boy dog. Yeah, you're in the you're in the circle you're in the you're in the, you're in the game you're definitely Something in the in the game around. i'll tell you who else is in the game boxing day test it's, new zealand it's, it's already uh the black caps are on oh, sale yeah, next yeah, week yeah. i believe i did see a message come through the email did you know last time we were in the boxing day test it was about 1989 and we needed one wicket to win the game mike oh, whitney's know. batting with the lbw the, uh, danny morrison i've I, seen it well they've actually the acc or someone <laughs> in new zealand has reconstructed it yeah. and they've now got a hawkeye showing where the ball would have Travelled to hit oh. the stumps. It's hitting halfway up. Halfway the middle up middle. I've I've seen it. I saw it years ago, and it was just a disgrace. This is it is a disgrace. Don't forget. I'm not going to put myself out there too far, but the home Australian umpires through the 80s to the mid 90s were disgraceful. Yeah, they, D- they Darryl, were Daryl here. I mean, you, you know, oh, he's you, not. You, you, he's you, not called. Yeah, che, che, we've covered. Covered Daryl here in depth. Oh, not only that. What was the guy? Um, Derek Randall. Uh, Steve Randall. Steve Randall. Yeah, he's probably in, in a jail now. That's by right. The way. Yeah, um, he, 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 he was he dodgy as hell. And to be honest, Simon Torfall was pretty bad early doors. Mm-hmm. And but he's, he's oh yeah, I remember him. He's good. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't think he's done too much recently. I think he must have finished. You're right. But he was later on in his career he was brilliant. But early on, he was another yeah shocker. Um, what's the word I'm going to partisan umpire? I'm not going to use the incompetent. Word. Well, they were competent, but they were just bad. They were just favoured Australia, mm-hmm. favoured the home side. There was another mm-hmm. one um, early in the Daryl Heroes, of course, was the one that no bored Murray Durren, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. From square. How do you feel about that? Well, the worst. No, thing, he did it when he was at the, at the bowler's end. end yeah. where you're not you, supposed to. Are no, you? you got to yeah. do it from square leg. Yeah. But you can see his eye line looking across. No, he was always going to do it, especially yeah. in a one day. I don't reckon he would have done it in a test, mm-hmm. but he did it in a one day. What in a, we, didn't we check out one episode of of, of what Daryl here is up to nowadays? Didn't he get in trouble oh, for gambling or something? He was, he was working he was in, in a bottle shop in Orange, and he had a pokey addiction. He was taking money out the till. <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> he was. That is absolute spot on, yeah. Yeah. Because he, he had to stop betting on his own test matches. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. He also did... Um, Pakistan were playing their home test matches in England, and he mm-hmm. was on Byron, and he got into massive trouble. Yeah. That's another story. But <laughs> i tell you, one of the last tests... Actually, it was New Zealand mm. um, at the Gabba. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the, one of the very last tests where there was two home umpires. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure it was cheating, Daryl Hare. First ball, the test match. I'm trying to think you opened the bowling for New Zealand. Nin- what, what year? 99, possibly. 99, probably Shane Bond. Oh, it might have been Shane Bond. Anyway, first ball, the test match. Yeah. Came steaming in. Uh, was it Hayden or Langer? Either one of the two. Oh, this is LB ringing w. a bell. This LB is w. ringing a bell. Right in front of Middleton. First yeah. ball, the test match. Yeah. Not out. <laughs> it was just, and not too long after that, the ICC came out and said, no, nah, no home and buyers anymore. It was that bad. That was the one. It was an awful, awful decision and then I think Hayden I think they put on 400 for the day or something ridiculous oh, but he should have been out first ball yeah. first ball of the test match that does um, ring a bell yeah, yeah. Masita they've been making quality apparel since 1933 a great range of sports gear for all ball sports and all corporate wear doesn't matter what sport you play Masita have the kit for you Masita offers a full catalogue of on-field and off-field apparel it's the best quality money can buy Get in touch. 1300 Mesita or mesita.com.au. I know you're having a tough week with sickness, Rob. Yeah. I reckon you're having a better week than Elijah Godwin. What's his problem? Well, he's a University of Georgia athlete. He has represented the USA. Mm. He's a sprinter. Yeah. Right? He was impaled by a javelin that he fell onto during practice. What? That's a, a... Yeah, it's a funny one. Um, Sounds hilarious. Godwin backed onto a javelin that was planted into the ground at an angle as he was doing backwards running drills. Oh, my God. The puncture- That's horrendous. I know. Either, I'm trying to work out how we did it. Either he went off course or somebody had just so left th- a javelin. Was, was, was the end that lands in the ground sticking upward? Or no. Or was, was the, stuck in? The, yeah, the, it was the, on the an end. angle. So it was the back end that's got him, and he didn't see it. He just ran backwards, and it stabbed him in the back. Oh, man. I know. Imagine that. It's horrendous. Puncture wound was five to six inches deep, um, and the javelin had been left to the ground on an angle. It pierced him in the middle of his back. Doctors at the Piedmont Athens Regional Medical Centre had to perform surgery to remove the javelin, which pierced Godwin's lung. Um, they actually, ah, I don't want to hear the story. They put a, had to put a camera in there inside him to make sure all his other organs were all good and apparently it's only his lung that it got uh, got hit but uh, they're hoping well, that he can run lucky. they can open him run in a couple of months yeah modern, can. modern miracle modern yeah. medicine very very lucky but very very stupid yeah it's like if you've got to run backwards in a drill check you've got to have a <laughs> yeah that's exactly see right see what's going to happen first yeah that's crazy the one Imagine thing that. you don't have is a line of sign if you're running backwards true you need a spotter. Oh, Do you know what? Before long, though, Rob, there'll be red tape. You'll have to fill in forms. Oh, You'll have to sign a yeah, waiver if you want to run backwards before long. Oh, it's, Surely there's a thing we don't leave javelins half stuck in the Or ground. you just don't yeah. leave a javelin pointing out towards runners. I was just, as soon as you said he impaled himself, because, of course, that, that didn't make any sense at all, no. because uh, we all know the famous one of the umpire oh, who got yeah. hit by the javelin yeah. and then uh, sort of went down to mark where it landed as it was in his shoulder. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just yeah. keep, keep going backwards. Keep yeah. staggering. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, very conscientious to make um, sure he finished the job, the umpire. Yeah. That's it. They're really? very conscientious people, I know. Yeah. For, uh, you know. Diligent. Like, diligent. Just doing the job, right? People, they love authority and uh, that, or they love uh, processes. Definitely love processes. Yeah. What about this one? More, uh, more pain, Rob. Mm. Former New Zealand Warriors player Manu Vatavai. I remember him. Yep. He's expressed his horror after dropping his dance partner Lauren Reynolds on her head during rehearsals for New Zealand's Dancing with the Stars. Oh, that's a bit of a blowout. What, 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 how, what was the injury suffered there? Um, actually, not much. But they were practicing a salsa, and a tricky twirl turned dangerous as he dropped mm. his partner on her head. Hey, we haven't kept up with how Curtly Ambrose went. In the Australian one. He got quite far. I'm surprised because I saw some footage of him dancing and he was terrible. He was terrible. It goes against all stereotypes. A West Indian bass player who can't dance. Yeah. What's that? I think they kept him in the show for quite a long time just through... He was very well liked, I'd imagine. Popular. Popular indeed. (laughs) Popular. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, a lot more popular than quite a few others. I think he came fifth. I don't even know who else is on the no, show. I can't even. Yeah. There was some blogger that I'd never heard of got to the final. Right. That's pointless. Brilliant. Vatavai said, it was honestly one of the scariest moments because straight oh, away... Don't, just don't do that. You sound like a South African. <laughs> just just read it. Uh, it was honestly one of the scariest moments because straight away I thought of the worst. I stood there for ages just staring. I froze for a while. Usually, I love this bit, usually my first reaction is to see if she's all right and pick her up. But at the time, at the time I froze. She was fine and she got up and started laughing. And then she actually was checking with me to see if I was okay, even yeah. though I dropped her. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, um, he got the top score for the salsa off the back of that as well. Yeah, we'll have some. Uh, yeah, the uh, Samoan. So that we have some rhythm. They're, are they the rhythmic oh, the Polynesians? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's in the blood. Do you want a bit of vegan news, Rob? Yeah, vegan news. Vegan athlete Lewis Hamilton. You, one of he, just, he just won on the game on the weekend. He did win on the yeah. game. That's why I was kind of. Uh, I'm actually keeping an eye on the races. I drew. I'm, yeah. I was drawn to this. Lewis Hamilton, vegan athlete, mm. wishes he went vegan sooner, Rob. Really? Yes. It's so he, he he feels that he could have benefited uh, his life could be more successful even than it already is. Yeah. From starting sooner. Yeah. He's still pretty young. It's it's, it's he's a bit young to be looking back, going, "Oh, I wish I'd done this." Particularly given the fact that he's probably doing all right in life. Oh, he's doing all right. Yeah. I think he's lonely now. He's a vegan though. Right. I'm just saying that he probably doesn't have any fun. No. Although saying that, uh, Hamilton, vegan athlete, says he's healthier and happier mm-hmm. now he's vegan. And wished that he went vegan sooner. Uh, he went vegan in 2017 after watching the v- vegan documentary, What the Health? Really? That's not the one One that, documentary. That's all it took. There's lots of documentaries that are wrong. <laughs> yes, there are. Yeah. Um, he uh, He's shared with his 10 million followers. He decided to bulk up when driver weight rules for the 2019 Formula 1 season became a bit looser. He basically used to be under 68 kilos. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, he can now be 75 kilos. He says, uh, adding weight was easy, and I did this on a vegan diet. Why did he need to gain weight as a driver? Wouldn't you want to stay lower, less weight? No, because there's minimums. There is a minimum weight for the car. So, oh. so you can, the driver can be 75 kilos now, so he can put a bit on. Right. He claims that he can still get plenty of protein from a plant-based diet. Tell you what, if they put healthier and happier in this article any more times, I think I'm going to spew! Mm-hmm. Because guess what? And he's healthier and happier compared to before. Yeah, right. Jesus. I'm pretty sure he's, he's doing all right. He says, regardless. I have plenty of protein in my diet and I've gained muscle. I'm healthier and happier. <laughs> Again, I'm healthier and happier. Do you think this is propaganda by Vegan News, Rob? I think it's getting annoying. Yeah. yeah, He's happier and healthier than he's ever been before. I just don't want to hear about a multi-million dollar earning car driver... 60 million a year. He's talking about how he's doing better now. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, he was struggling before in some way, shape, or form with his five world championships or something. You need to improve things. Mm. You're already doing all right, mate. Like, he is. Don't, uh, don't, th- don't overthink it. I mean, I'm, I'm pleased I haven't heard any more rap songs from you. <laughs> it's still young in the year, Rob. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so he's, uh, he is vegan. Maybe it's climate change, change driven. He doesn't want to be part of those, uh, cows releasing burping, v- uh, vicious gases, toxic yeah. gases. Into I looked the more into that this week, Rob. It is true. Yeah. So cows burping is the massive issue of climate change. Right. Huge. Well, can they invent a type of grass which is uh, more easily digestible? That's a great comment. And make them less gaseous. I mean, they've got four stomachs. Surely you can get through one of them all right. Perhaps they need a Sir Walter-style uh, strain of grass. You have to have Sir quick... Walter. Sir Walter, yeah. What's so great about Sir Walter uh, grass? It's a broadleaf. doesn't need as much water. Right. Uh, it's very quick-growing. How old is Sir Walter? Well, probably 15 years that as a variety. Is, is that recent? Yeah. Did he probably... receive a knighthood for his grass? I'm not, I'm not quite sure why it's so old. Well, was he already a knight? You don't know. Uh, so Walter Raleigh. I'm I'm assuming, is it Walter Riley? I'm, I'm assuming it's named after Sir Walter Riley. I mean, it's just called Sir Walter. Who was the rally that made uh, rally in in uh, North Carolina? Uh, great question. Is that Could a different have, rally? Might have been. Then what's the story behind that lyric in uh, the the Beatles song? Uh, I'm so tired, I haven't slept a wink with John Lennon. And he goes, well, curse Sir Walter Riley. He was such a stupid git. Oh. That's the lyric. You What's say it? it's getting me on, but it's no joke. She's doing me harm, you know. I can't sleep. You know that song. This is, we might play Great that. Song. 
Um, yeah, play it in the break. It's a great will. song. Okay. But, but that, why, why would he... What's I'm going to tell you now, Rob. Okay, let's hear it. The uh, city of Raleigh is yeah. named after Sir Walter Raleigh, yeah. who established the lost Roanoke colony in present-day Dare County, where the city of Raleigh is. Right. So it was named after Sir Walter Raleigh. But he's gone across the ditch. Yeah. He's had, obviously, a clear influence in both the uh, the Americas oh, as he well was as... A, uh, he was a, he's a, been around. An explorer of uh, huge repute. Well, why is John Lynn slagging him off? I don't know why it is John a, It is a different song, that one. It's basically about he's spending so much time having sex with Yoko Ono that he's not sleeping. Oh, this is a solo one, is it? No, it's in, on the White Album. Oh, so it is a bit. Yeah, one. that's when she... It was during the White Album she came in and started sitting beside him and oh, really? ruining the albums. Oh, more Beatles news for you. Yeah. Just to let you know, KFC is currently developing a vegan chicken burger in the UK, Rob. Great, good, great progress, KFC. How do the vegans feel about that? Are they oh, going to get on board? I think they're loving it. What? If you... it's, isn't this the great paradox, though? Uh, that's, I was just about to say, why would a vegan ever go into KFC? Yeah, they're still slaughtering rank chickens that are yeah. pumped full of drugs. They're probably cooking chicken. Chips in animal fat. Yeah. So they've got to just figure out. It's. It's. Oh, look, it doesn't bother me, obviously. No. I but think... if you're a vegan, the yeah. whole point you're a vegan, I mean, we vegan news themselves contacted us this week, Beefy. Yeah. Because um, we let them know that we were talking uh, about them. Talking about them, that we're um, educating the people on uh, what's going on in the vegan community and the, some of the progress they're making in various areas. And uh, so we. Politely, yeah, just like considerately know. tagged them on Facebook to let them know, you know, we're, we're spreading the word. And they came back and said, uh, we'd rather not be tagged with this because you're sponsored by a dried cow meat, cow flesh <laughs> sponsor, dried cow flesh company. <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. There's the hoop. Rob's just about to die. Oh, there you go. That's it. Rob is getting rid of the hoop. Oh, he's still going. No, oh. I'm good now. Yeah, he's good now. He's lost an eyeball, but that's all right. Yeah, laughing can make it happen. Yeah. People laugh. <laughs> yes. But you heard the proper whoop there, didn't you? I did. The hoop was good. Great. Anyway, I'm back. Um, so I'm just filling you up to date. Uh, these, uh, there's some journalists, you know, claiming about the new KFC vegan chicken burger. She says it's brilliant and fans, vegan fans, have much to look forward to, which is quite amazing. I'm excited. <laughs> I like this line just makes it puts it all in perspective though the company have no plans to release the vegan burger in the uk but vegans and vegetarians in some other countries can enjoy veggie chicken sandwiches at kfc look at that so uh, apparently in vietnam well look obviously kfc mcdonald's they're all about inclusivity they're about trying to get people together like they say look we know we serve meat burgers as well but look we want you we want to be friends with you too yeah. Let's not let's not divide. Let's unite. Yeah. Bernie Sanders is what they are. Bringing the people together. No, look, and McDonald's, at the end KFC, of the day, we're all friends. It's not you know, it's the same way that's if we're gonna move forward together, we need vegans to be able to work with carnivores. True. And omnivores. And herbivores. All of them. All the above. I mean, uh, ve- if the way things are going, vegans are gonna be tearing down vegetarians. For not being vegan enough, yeah, you know that's how they're going. They own. They're all part of the left. The left is imploding on itself. Not extreme left enough. What do you think, Beefy? I, I agree with you, actually. I think vegans would be having a go at vegetarians for not being vegan enough. Yeah. I, I'm all over that. Mm. I reckon that's the case. Yeah, they got to try. Vegetarians got to try harder. Not half us. You can't be half pregnant, Rob. You can't be half pregnant. You can't be that, half pregnant. That fried egg was a life. Definitely. Now it's just a you know a piece of protein. Mm. Very good for you, eggs. Yeah, very very good Bloody for you. Love it, mate. Mm, I love it. I love an egg. KFC's got a vegan menu which includes a rice bowl salad complete with shredded vegan chicken. Mm. See, it just doesn't work, does it? Shredded vegan chicken. Well, the, it comes back to the whole point is that they obviously do at the heart of hearts. They miss meat. They are actually missing it. They're yeah. not. They're not eating it for moral reasons. But they actually all secretly still want to. Do you know why? Because it tastes bloody good, Rob. It does. Bloody tastes good. Good luck not wanting bacon. Well, you know me. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, bad example. Good uh, luck not wanting a uh, Texan barbecue brisket. Oh, now you're talking. Uh, in Canada, the fast food giant offers two soy-based vegan-friendly chicken burgers, the mm. Veggie Burger and Spicy Veggie Burger. But wait. Both of which are vegan when ordered without mayo. Gosh. Soy based. Soy based. Is that a soy bean? Yes. So it's mushed up beans. I think so. Yeah, that's what. Uh, similar to similar to the mushrooms. When and yeah. ultimately the texture. I guess so. Where, where do they? Where do you get these soybeans from? from How do a, they grow? From a soybean tree. Yeah, but <laughs> is it a tree tree or a vine? It must is be it, a vine. I would have thought. If it's a bean. They normally come in uh, off a vine. 
Like Jack and the Beanstalk. Uh, they might come in a pod. Maybe it's a big stalk, Jack and the Beanstalk. Could be. Probably is. Most of them are on stalks, and which look like vines. I've never seen a bean growing before. What? What, not even a runner bean or a broad green, bean? Green beans. I've never seen, like, baked beans. What do they come out of? It's a great question, Rob. Mm-hmm. They must be of some bean. Uh, obviously, they're in a can. At, <laughs> they are. At, at the end of the day. sauce is lovely. But before that, what are those beans... I- um, where do they come from? I don't know. You and me are both from agricultural countries as well, Rob. We should mm. know this. We don't do beans. In New Zealand? Well, I don't know. Of course you do. I've you're never in, seen them. You bloody I went to the Chinese market gardens out in uh, Patamahoe, South Auckland, when I was yeah. uh, sixth form as part of a geography project. Nice. What did you learn? And uh, they didn't have any beans. What, the Chinese? Yeah, the Chinese markets with no beans? Oranges, uh, potatoes. I don't think you were looking hard enough. I was, I got a very, I got a, about 75%. I must, that 25% <laughs> must have been where the beans were being made. KFC says it plans to offer options will not let vegans down. The innovation director at KFC, I won't name him, says veganism as a trend has really blown up. Mm. He's Buddy, he got his finger on the pulse. No, no, hang on. Now, isn't the Australian cricket team still currently sponsored by KFC, or is the KFC yeah, uh, Big Bash League? Both, actually. It's both. It is the KFC Big Bash League, and the I don't think the test team of KFC. I think the one-day side have got a KFC sponsorship. Right. Now, what sort of advertisements are they running with the cricket team sort of for KFC? Are they sitting there eating drumsticks going, this is great stuff? Yeah, Like I old school? So. Just bringing back old oh, school, yeah. blatant, yeah, we love yeah. chicken. Eat more chicken. Chicken's good. Basically. Okay. Fried chicken. But then maybe that's part of the reason that Peter Siddle's always on the fringe. Because he's vegan. That's right. And he's he the, he's Banana Man. He is Banana Man. He eats 15 bananas a day. So I wonder if he's having any sort of a moral juxtaposition if he's having to wear the KFC branded It'd be like the um, the Muslims or Hindus that don't like the alcohol sponsorship who, like, uh, what's he called? Hashim, Hashim Amla. Because yeah. they're sponsored by Casa Lager. He, doesn't, he has no Casa Lager advertising on his kit. Really? Yeah. That's a bit over the top, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, well, kind of. Not really. Beliefs? It's beliefs. I'll tell you what, those Emiratis up at the golf club in Abu Dhabi, they didn't mind a beer. In a dry country, Rob. Very, be, very be. dry. It was blatant. It's not like they got to change costume or anything. No. They were still wearing the old, uh, what do you call that thing? I don't know what they call it. The gang? No. The big white smock. The big Emirati yeah. uh, type of uh, Muslim attire. Yes, that, whatever that's called. Whatever that's called. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, uh, the innovation director at KFC sort of said, for us, it's about taking the amazing taste of KFC and offering those in a vegetarian or vegan alternative. They all want it. I'll tell you what, though. The magical recipe. In all honesty, if you gave me a KFC-style meal that actually tasted exactly like KFC, it's not really an alternative, is it? Because it tastes exactly the same. Well, I mean, it's it, it's where it comes from, obviously, is where they're concerned. True. But, I mean, that's at the point where you're sort of like, well, why are you bothering? Oh, did you know not long... Do you remember not long ago? Yeah. The 16 herbs and spices recipe, KFC, it, it was it was disclosed. Yeah, well, somebody found it in Someone a drawer, found it didn't they? And went on social media, and uh, away you go. I actually... It's somewhere out there, but I've not... I, my oh. cousin made it immediately. If it's, on, if it's on the internet, you can be found. Yeah, I've made fried chicken this weekend. Really? Yeah, so long, as long as I don't have a uh, hooping cough fit. It'll True. stay down. Mike Tyson's in the news, Rob. What's he done? For so long, Mike Tyson was the baddest man on the planet, but a bizarre experience shook him out of that and may have changed him for good. Do you know what caused it? Um, He smoked toad venom. Ah, okay. As you do. It's called toad venom. Is it like cane toad venom? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Some Mexican toad that uh, hippies have been smoking. That would have a tremendous hallucinatory effects, I would have thought. That's exactly right. Yeah. He basically said he smoked this stuff with a a load of people, and Mm. he came down, and his life was changed. Why didn't he just take mushrooms or something? Doesn't that do the same thing? Well, I'm not too sure. Uh, You haven't tried it lately? (laughs) at all, in fact. Um, he says, uh, once I smoked it, okay, that's Chris Eubank, that's not Mike Tyson. Uh, once I smoked it, everything went boom. When I came down, my brain was functioning and I could talk, but I was saying, I effed up. Mm. That's what he said. Yeah. I killed myself because I killed my ego and my life totally changed. It sounds like a movie script, but it's a real deal. And now I wake up smiling and laughing. I wonder what the F happened. It lasts forever, but it only took 15 minutes. As soon as I realized I was nothing, all my fancy stuff didn't matter. When you think you know everything and then you realize you don't know anything, then it's a big awakening. You can call it growth or divine intervention. Well, you could call it hallucination, Mike. It's, uh, it's all right. Did he say when you think you know anything and then you don't know anything? It, it, when you think you know everything, everything. and then you realize you don't know anything. Okay. That's what he said. 
It's a better place to be than the opposite. Yeah. He says, uh, you know, when he killed his ego, he felt different on the other side of it. So it's good for Mike, but he's uh, he's a cannabis magnate now, so it doesn't matter. So he's just he's just sort of branching out, really. So he's just he's just gonna just be just on everything from now on. Well, if he's I, do- I, I did hear him on um, a podcast. I heard him talking to Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, and uh, he's gone down the full spiritual, peaceful. I'm not that guy anymore. Type yeah, of, and yeah, that's yeah. all he says. Although someone did just only six weeks ago, ran into him in a bar and was telling telling wasn't convinced he was Mike Tyson, and they just asked him, "Or oh, show me your boxing moves." In and he started weaving and moving like he and throwing, and he just still even now when he wants to turn the switch, yeah. he just looks vicious. Oh yeah, like straight away, and they were like, "Hold, oh, it is him. It bloody damn well is." <laughs> So he's, you know, it's still there, but he's all about peace and tranquility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a reformed, um, you yeah. know, when, like no, a, like a, when a prisoner comes out and they go to church or something. He's totally reformed. Yeah. Totally reformed. He doesn't want to know I, about I think it. He's a, I think he'd be the type of bloke, if you pricked him the wrong way, could be trouble. Oh, well, what idiot is going to do that? <laughs> exactly right. Like, it's like with someone on their, on their crappy podcast, trying to impersonate him and take the piss out of them. Who would do that? No. No someone one, no one I foolish. know. So, no, it's good that Mike has been smoking toad venom. As you do. Toad venom. Just like that. I, mean, I guess it's not illegal, is it? No one's insane enough to do it regularly. Well... That they haven't classified it. Yeah. That's... Not like opium or something. No. Crack. It's weird, isn't it? If you think about stuff like that, the fact that... Like, are magic mushrooms illegal? I don't even know. Are they physically illegal? Because they well, grow in the wild. Yeah, well, that's right. I don't know how you really it's even like, come across them. I mean, the old story was you could lick the back of toads and it had... Uh, hallucinogenic properties, right? But who the I, hell I just found that out? I don't think I'd be willing to risk that. DMT is the stuff, apparently. So uh, crazy stuff. Stepping out of the box, Iron Mike. But that, yeah, it's mellowed him, so he's loving life. Uh, oh, mate! Well, what time? Well, we got time. I need to do uh, things are happening here, aren't they? All this, all the stings and everything we've got lined up, just not quite working. But we're going to quickly go through this. Let's see if this works now. Nah. Rob, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Can you Technical do problem? Can you do a live version of uh, Worst Song in the World? <laughs> the worst song. Oh, how does it dun, go again? Dun, 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 dun. So we play the first song that came to his head. It just so happened to be. It was the worst song in the world. It was the worst song in the world. Listen to the song and it's clear among because the words don't fit and the song is shit. You're a talentless team. Oh, you suck. That's it. The worst thing is because this computer has decided it's not going to play anymore. That was brilliant, by the way, Rob. Even though you're just about to uh, just about to die, I don't think we're going to be able to play it because it's coming through the computer. Because I even previewed this last week. Mm. It was the Roger Taylor and Peter Check. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that song. That's... So last week on Worst Song in the World, we had Roger Taylor alongside... Was he playing drums on that actual... Or they're going to do one together? No, they're doing a song together. So that's in the works. No, it's released. It's here. Oh, so this is what's on this week. So this is... You've just heard the um, the sting live. Hi, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 88.3 Southern FM. Well, in times of strife, technical strife, things going places, they shouldn't be going... Yeah. It's just calming and Incredible. soothing to hear the voice of Toddy Goldsmith. Oh, she makes everything right. Makes again, everything better she? again. Gosh. Right. Aren't we just thankful and grateful for the fact that she's on the earth? <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. Now, because you did the sting yeah. so well, I'm not gonna Well I'm not gonna I, pass I was sounding alright when you started singing it kinda of ruined it oh, a yeah, bit. That but, goes you know, saying. There we go. Now so this song, Although Peter the Check. The voice is not there, I'm telling you. Yeah, well that's it. The um the this song, Roger Taylor of Queen fame. You know him very well, Rob. Yep. Um, I feel like I know him well. Peter Cech is the goalkeeper from Arsenal. Been around a long time. Chelsea as well. Not to be ago. confused with Peter Kay, the comedian. No, definitely not to be confused with that. Now, they've got together in some fourth dimension. Uh, they've come together to do a song. The song's called That's Football. Now, we're going to go very old school Simply for you. That's Football. That's Football. That's what it's called. It is a charity. So he's, a, he's a Liverpool goalkeeper. No, uh, Arsenal. Sorry. used to play for Chelsea. Yeah. He is a drummer, so we're going to go old school. If this doesn't come through quite as clear as it should, mm-hmm. I'm going to play my phone through the microphone.
Well, Garfi, another one by Fadas with him. Great. <laughs> you sure didn't get Brian May to help? Could've? That sounds the guitar. That's very Brian esque. Right. <laughs> we love football. That's football. <laughs> yeah, football. Love football. Play football. Penalty. Well, there you go, Rob. Oh, I'm I'm actually genuinely disappointed that yeah. we couldn't play that properly. Well, it's, like, I mean, it sounded pretty damn good through, did, the, yeah, through yeah. the phone. Uh, did did a good job. That was phone and microphone, by the way. People. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the my favourite worst songs of, of of all time. Great rhythm, great rolling sort of dancey groove, and there's something about just getting that German accent. That's football. That's football. And it gives it a, immediately makes it comical. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of cool and moving, but they're also not being that serious. No. And it's got great crowd cheering effects. I'm interested. I'm very interested to see who got did that guitar because Ro- Roger can play a bit of guitar. Oh, can he? Yeah, we wrote songs. Yeah, know, yeah so yeah. he couldn't just write it from the drums. Um, we can. Phil Collins. No, did. but I've seen them do. Uh, I think on the Classic Album series when uh, they did uh, Reflection of Night in the Opera. All right. And um, of course, Roger Taylor wrote uh, "I'm in Love with My Car." He did, which was <laughs> going to be the single, <laughs> and, well, according to the film. According to the film, and he plays a song while playing guitar and does a performance of it, sort of thing. So he can play if required. Well, something that simple, he certainly could play. Yeah. I will look into the fact that it, it could well be Brian May just helping out. It's possible. It's in his sort of country rock, sort of uh, similar sort of type of chords to what you might get in Fat Bottom Girls, that sort of type of stuff. Mm, but yeah. uh, it's quite funky. Yeah, well, they, they got another one by It's a Dust Beat is the, is the one they've gone for there. Obviously, uh, the bass line is, uh, is different. Yeah. But I, I think that had the elements of a great, terrible, bad football song. The pitch. The crowd. The score. Yeah, That's keep, football. Keep, keep it simple. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, it is what it is. To Great worst song. I think I'm glad I waited the week for that. Well, I previewed it last week, and it uh, it actually came out the very next day. So, mm-hmm. well, we jumped ahead by about twelve hours. We preceded it. No, it was. Uh, and Roger Taylor just keeps busy. He's got a tour coming up. He's coming to Australia soon, isn't he? Yeah. Him and Brian and uh, Adam Lambert. I don't. I just. I can't do Adam Lambert. Can you? Oh, look, he's an amazing singer, mm. and he's you know loves the music as much as the rest of us, and that's. But it's just, I just wish they'd chosen someone that had more rasp in his voice. Yeah. His voice is very clean. He can hit those high notes right, got, very yeah. easily and can sing amazingly. But he doesn't have that raspy, sort of more masculine texture to his voice. So the old dirt. Freddie, when he went up and he had that power. James Dean Bradfield. Little, but with a little touch of gravel in it. That's um, the one you want in it. James Dean Bradfield. Is that Manic the... Street Preachers. Uh, he's yeah, got well, he's got he's a similar thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, while we had technical difficulties, um, I was going to do this report about... There's the World Judo Championships on at the minute, right? Judo Chop! I don't think Judo does chop. But that's off Austin Powers. Oh, is it? Judo chop! Oh. He does a chop. Not a karate chop, a judo no, chop. No, no, he makes See, up that's his own where, thing. Uh, that's where Lack of education. Lack of education, yeah. Just sort of the white hand waving its uh, uninformed mm. open palm right. over the entire Asian culture and bleeding it into one big mm. massive shambles. Okay. Anyway, Andri Agutids... 
yeah. of Portugal. He's Portuguese, Agutins. Mm-hmm. In his uh, one of his round matches this week, um, he got disqualified. Why? Why do you think he got disqualified? Just have a wild guess. Um, he got so angry, he did a roundhouse kick and kicked the rest face. No. Um, he's oh, transgender. He, he's actually a, he's actually a, <laughs> a uh, woman in a man's body. No, yeah, he failed no. the gender test. Uh, no. One more guess. Yeah, one more guess. Um, drug cheat. No. Oh. Okay. During the fight, his mobile phone fell out of his judo guy. Right. During a world championship match. Got to take the phone out. Yeah. Got to take the phone out. So he was in a in a hold against yep. his opponent and his phone fell out on the floor. Okay. So instant disqualification. Really? Yeah. Just of any object or specifically phones? Well, I, I think the fact that it was a phone is even worse. Yeah. But yeah. What? <laughs> he's in a world championship match. Why has he got his phone in his gear? Well, he's just forgotten. Clearly. Oh, there's my he's, phone. He's in there texting. He's, he's too busy social mediaing. Oh, look at me dominating this yeah, tournament. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm mad. During the fight. And then he goes, oh, hey, on. Oh, fight's on. Oh, whoops. He just puts it in his pocket it's casually. Quite I've, just, I've seen the footage. And the guy he's fighting, he just, like, looks on the floor and he stops the fight, picks his phone up and gives it to the referee. And it's all over. Gone. Brilliant. It's incredible. I love the lack of tolerance for the phones. Yeah. There should be more things like that. Definitely. Agree with you there. Lots of, lots of rock concerts. Yeah. Like, you know, the Rack on Tours show came through recently? Yes, Jack- Right. Jack White has banned phones from his Yeah, concert. in fact, I did read this. Jack White is actually searching out venues that have this um, bag system. Yeah. So if you don't have this secure bag system, the raconteurs or saboteurs or whatever they're yeah. called, you, he will not play there. So you, to get Jack White now, you have to have this system where you basically go in, get a bag, you lock your phone up, and that's it. It, yeah. it, it ruins shows. I, I mean, I, I amazed the other day. They showed a clip of... Uh, Fed Square, some someone famous was playing. A Fed Square? Uh, it, was a, it was a while ago. Anyway, I, don't, I don't know when it was. Yeah. Not an official concert. No. Just no, like no. obviously jump up in the gym yeah. the other day. And they were filming it. It was on live TV just for that one song. Every second person in the audience is holding a phone up filming yeah. it. Yeah. Just for no other reason so they can post it and go, look what I'm doing. Well, I'm streaming this This is the thing. I'm not sure they do. I think oh, they film God, it God, and then they don't do anything with it. Well, what's the what's the point of filming it then? Bang Just on. watch it. Just watch and if you it. want to see it again, more than likely, so there'll Somebody be a, else will be filming someone it. else or we on YouTube, <laughs> you know. That's my theory at the minute as well. Just I don't mind taking, it. oh, like I'll take the old picture when I'm at gigs and put it there because yeah. it's a history. But well, yeah, like when, I mean, that was pretty unique to see the struts and old yah uh, yeah, yeah. like that. You, you were not going to, I mean, they're playing huge venues. Well, they're coming back at Plain Corner Hotel yeah. in August. Well, even that's still probably... Sold out, or sold out yeah. within a day. Yeah. yeah. So, no, they will. I mean, as soon as the struts get out there and about, you, you'll never see them in a pub again. Mm. That's yeah. It. Simple it's, as that. That was, it. that was the chance. But, yeah, it is annoying when you do get blokes filming the whole gig mm. on their phone. Do you know what gets me? I go to a lot of gigs, Rob, as you know. Bloody people talking. Oh. Talking, like, incessantly talking. And then, because there's music on, they talk louder so they yeah. can be heard. So they can be heard. Oh, I well, just want to uh, drive me nuts. I, I want to lamp people. I yeah. really do want to lamp yeah, people. I hear that. Uh, I'm not going to have an argument there. Biggest bug. Oh, I, I get annoyed with people who try to talk to me during a show. What do you think? This is. I don't want to talk to you when you're on stage I'm, or just no, watching. No, 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 what? <laughs> watching. I know. No, if someone talks to you on stage, normally it's to make a quick one-liner gag, and they're normally pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Got any other sports news, Rob? No, no actually. Have you got sport in Boulder Dash? Uh, I could make something up. <laughs> I don't want to know if you can make something up. Oh. I'll tell you what I can do. I've been saving this for a while. Uh, this is brilliant, actually. We're talking about men's health and your health. This was an Irish footballer. I'm a man requiring health. John Walters. He shared his colonoscopy experiences in attempt to raise awareness of bowel cancer. They filmed them? Well, he didn't film it. He kind of live-tweeted it. So uh, Live-tweeted? He live-tweeted What, his... with, with videos or just with comments? No, there was no vis- he videos. He was being descriptive, was he? He was. He relied on his literal ability. Actually, incredibly descriptive. He was Literary. Ability, I should have said. Sorry. So, um, so John Walters, he played for Stoke, Southampton, I think, Sunderland. Mm. He was in the Premier League for a long time. Okay. Republic of Ireland. Have you got a bullet point of tweets here describing the action? Is that what we're going to I'm going to read through. through. It is, it is quite good. I want to see how it goes. So it says, uh, so he started off, I would like to, inv- I'm not even going to do the accent. I don't even think he's proper Irish. He's just English. I would like to envisage that taking my advice could help save your life. Republic of Ireland and Burnley footballer <laughs> Jonathan Walters has taken to Twitter to share his experience <laughs> of undergoing a colonoscopy. 
Walters, whose mother died of bowel cancer at 40 years of age, was encouraged to regularly check for abnormalities for that very reason. Uh, He said that the Burnley Club doctor explained the procedure to him, but it all went in one ear and out the other, mainly because all I heard was how he was going to stick a tube 12,000 foot up my ass. Mm. He then described the procedure in great detail, and let's just say he didn't exactly beat around the bush. Right. I left the hospital with a powdered solution called movie prep. In itself, this sounds quite innocuous, but trust me when I say it's one of the worst inventions known to man or woman. I left his office knowing I had a month or so before the procedure. The day before the colonoscopy... I, I do like the, the throwing of the all woman <laughs> yeah, at, yeah. at the end. The day before the colonoscopy, I followed the instructions explaining what I should and shouldn't eat. But all I could think about was the 12,000-foot tube that was looming the next day. I stopped eating at 9pm and mentally prepared for what was coming. Dot, dot, dot. The next morning, I made my first solution of movie prep. I mixed two sachets of powder with one litre of water, and this took one and a half hours to drink. The reason it takes so long, and what no one tells you, is that it tastes like orange-flavoured cat urine mixed mm. mixed with toilet cleaner. Interesting combo. Not interesting. Movie prep is a laxative, so you are advised to stay near a toilet. Mm. To be more accurate... It should tell you to stay on the toilet, as you will experience what can only be, be described as a nuclear bomb going off in your stomach. This is all for cleansing. All for cleansing, Rob. Uh, all, this, this stuff, this is all standard pre-op stuff. I've standard heard it pre- tastes yeah. disgusting, yep. and I've heard it is very proficient. It, unbelievably effective. Mm-hmm. This human waterfall goes on for an hour or so, until your bowels are completely and utterly emptied. You're so relieved when it's all over. Until you then realise you've got to make up another solution of movie prep and do it all again. Ah. Now that I'm 10 kilos lighter, I had the small issue of a 45-minute drive to the hospital in Manchester. Mm -hmm. Normally, that wouldn't be a problem, but I've now had two litres of nuclear laxative and I'm struggling to walk 12 yards to a toilet. Mm -hmm. The father-in-law volunteered to drive me. I didn't explain the morning that I've had to him and then I contemplated buying some sort of adult nappy or bringing a waterproof coat for him just in case another explosion went off. Good thinking. We did manage to complete the journey without any incidents and went through to the ward to prepare for the tube and the film crew who were going to have a look up my ass. Once the hospital game was on, I was ready to go. Now in the room, I was having a nervous look around for the 12,000-foot tube and decided they must bring it in after the anesthesiologist works his magic. I then witnessed a 20-minute journey through my bowels on a TV Mm. screen and Mm. then asked the doctor the most serious question of all. Did he find a head up there? As I've been told on many occasions, that's where mine is at. Thankfully, it was the easiest procedures and my bowels are completely clear of any polyps and I have no worries whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And as difficult as this all sounds... I need to explain is it is an extremely necessary precaution to take. You got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. In fact, in Australia, when you turn 50, you get a thing through the post, don't get, you? Get it done. Get it checked out. You yep. can do a self test first mm-hmm. and then you can go to the hospital if there's anything yep. toward. Uh John Waddles continues. He says, "The next step for me is to get some genetic tests to see whether my mum's bowel cancer could have been passed on genetically. I'm just glad this doesn't involve more movie prep." I've shared this with you for a reason. Colonoscopies aren't a joke and neither is bowel cancer. It's a vile disease that can be prevented with some education and awareness on early signs of the disease. There is no shame in doing what I've done. Mm -hmm. He finished with a touching message, urging people to ensure that they are not at risk, saying, It was 23 years ago my mum passed away. With the advances in medicine since then, I would like to envisage that taking my advice could help save your life. So there you go. Brilliant. Well, that's fantastic. I, 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 it reminds me of another example of someone uh, sort of taking one for the team as such. Yeah. Um, Steve where, Smith. Um, well, no, it's not quite where it's going, but yeah. I, I see I see the uh, the relevance in terms of uh, anyway. the, the double meaning. Yeah. Uh, Carl Pilkington. Carl. Uh, Ricky Gervais and, <laughs> yes. and Stephen Merchant got him to do a uh, prostate exam. They did. Filmed. Um, but they kept, and they kept going at him and going at him and going at him until he, until did, he it. did it. And good on him, he did it. And it's probably one of the funniest pieces of film funny. you've ever, ever seen. Is that um, the whole arm? It's, it's, oh, you're touching a lung. <laughs> yeah. it is and then after, after he's all funny, he's right. You're a doctor then, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And before he it goes on the thing, goes, you know, um, uh, not a guy off Noel's house party. He once went on TV and did a, a colonic, never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, never seen again. Ah. <laughs> uh. 
Hi, I'm Ronnie O'Sullivan, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Um, it's the World Cigar Smoking Championships this weekend in Dallas. In Dallas? Yeah. What, what's the criteria there? Just as how many you can get through in a certain period of time? <laughs> how or, good would that be? <laughs> or is it just uh, the, the quality? They test the quality of the make? Or what, what's the um, sort of criteria? Not 100% sure. No. Well, if it's cigar tasting or cigar making. Because if it is cigar smoking, to me that suggests quantity. The Cigar Smoking World Championship competitors attempt to smoke a small Mareva-sized cigar for as long as possible on a single line. Well, like one one inhale, they mean. No, they they got to keep it light. going. They got to smoke it the slowest. Oh, so basically they're not allowed so to go out. But then how frequently do they? Oh, so they got to try and know when it's going to go out, to and then, then <laughs> quick puff, and then keep it going. But then you compete against oh, other people. That's, that's it is an art, Rob. There must be an art to it. But that's not impressive. I'm not a cigar smoker. I don't know. No, I hate the things. So. um... Darren Chioffi became the biggest name in competitive cigar smoking because he's the first American to win the championship. Since then, he has broken the world record for slow smoking six times and has been the winner of national tournaments in the US, Switzerland, Germany, Serbia, Croatia, Denmark, Sweden, Romania, and France. It must be the most casual-looking sport. Like, if you want an athlete to look relaxed, I suggest a cigar smoker. I love the way you use the term athlete as well, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Imagine you doing it right now. (laughs) Yeah. No, no. Not happening. No, definitely <laughs> it doesn't go well with whooping cough. So in there's fact, actually, I did uh, have one cigarette in Kuala Lumpur. Did you? And uh, wow. I think it was a pretty bad idea. Right. So I'm just looking up the rules. All participants receive the same cigar that they picked themselves from mm-hmm. the box. In the case of a defective cigar, competitor can exchange it for another one. The uh, competition ring is fixed on the same length of each cigar. I'm not quite sure whether competitive, uh, whatever that is. Each participant will be given a cigar cutter and a box with two matches. Table two ma- matches only? Yeah, that's Well, there's it. pressure in, in itself. Yeah. Imagine that. You only get two matches. There must be a, a sheltered area. Yeah. It can't be a place of where it's windy. True. I think it might be indoors. Mm. You know, it might not be. I've got no idea. Participants have one minute to prepare the cigar. That means you've got to cut it in the right area. Yeah. Make sure it's cut properly. Mm-hmm. Cigar is lighted with one or two matches, according to the choice of the... Is it a big, fat, full-size one? I'm pretty sure it is. It is not allowed to light the cigar until the judge says it's allowed. Competition officially starts when the judge gives the sign to light cigars. Are we going to do a live um, Champion of the World? Because <laughs> well, we can't. Oh, 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 and I can't hit that. Can you? Oh, you I, did I, can bring it, I can bring it down a key. Go on then. I can go low. Even though you're a loser, you can still be a champion of the world. There you go. Life stings week in, week out now. Uh, Not bad for whooping cough. Yeah, just in case you don't know, our uh, <laughs> the computers decided they don't want to play our stings tonight, so we have to do them live. And Rob is suffering. Look, you can hear now. So Rob's oh. dying, and yet you still bang out the stings. Burning time is a maximum one minute. Oh, so that's yeah. I'd imagine there must be some sort of technique mm. to getting a good rounded light across the whole yeah, exactly. the whole cigar. Oh, that's so why it they burn give... slowly but evenly. Yeah, that's so why they give you two matches. See, I suspect that if you get it a good light, then that will almost just burn in itself oh. without needing very little assistance of, yeah. of, of oxygen of uh, inhaling the uh, cigars. Uh, additional lighting of the cigars not allowed during the competition. You're not allowed to. Blow on the cigar from the outside or blow through the cigar to make it wet. For the first five minutes of competition, you're not allowed to talk or consume drinks. For the first five minutes? Yeah, first five minutes. Oh, that's all right. You're not allowed to put down the cigar, and the cigar has to be kept in the hand during the whole competition. Yeah. You're not allowed to cover or hide the cigar. It has to be visible at yeah. all times. Oh, obviously. Cigar is smoked up to the competition ring. In case that the competition ring is burned, participant earns 15 penalty minutes. Keeping the cigar ash gives an advantage to the participant. Oh, this is a bit of a tip here from the organizer. First falling or shaking off the cigar ashes brings penalty misses. So you've got you to keep it yeah. like a good ash yeah. going. Penalty minutes for falling or shaking off the ashes in the first 10 minutes of the competition brings 20 minutes penalties. Mm. And then it goes through a whole... Uh, first falling or shaking off the ashes in the first 40 minutes of the competition brings one minute. How long is this competition going for? Well, this, this, I, this is what I want to know. What, what is the mm. time? I hope you've got some stats for us here, Beefy. Oh, God, here you go. Uh, if you burn the ring, 15 penalty minutes. After 40 minutes, it's allowed to shake off the ash. So it's a minute. 
minimum of 40 minutes. Wow. There are no penalty minutes in the in case, except in the case of ring burning. Mm-hmm. Burning my ring at the minute, tell you. Obviously, there's a standard uh, cigar they all have to Well, use the same I think one. they all use the same one, yeah. yeah. It can't be like Formula One. Cigar smoking ends at the moment when the participant lifts his or hers number, and in the moment his or her smoking time is written down. This happens in two possible cases. If the smoking is ended with an unwanted extinguish of the cigar, or if the cigar smoking has reached its allowed limit to the ring. Mm. He, after the end of his or her cigar smoking, participant is required to get up and excuse himself or herself from the participant table. There you go, it's got to be official. Cool. I'm, I'm just really liking the gender equality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they must get a load of women in this uh, competition, mm-hmm. I reckon. Certainly. Um, participant himself reports falling or shaking off the ashes as well as the extinguish of the cigar or end of smoking. Judge can publicly report the participant in case of registering ash falling, ring burning, putting the cigar on the ashtray or extinguishing of the cigar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can be disqualified for not respecting the rules or disturbing other participants. Yep. When the competition ends, judge inspects the rings to determine if the ring is burned or not. Penalty minutes, all that rubbish. I wonder if it's live streamed with commentary. Yeah. For... Here's the most important one. Winner of the competition is the person who smokes the cigar for the longest time without turning it off. Not sure their English is that right there. Meaning the winner of the competition is the person whose time of smoking is the longest after all the reductions from the penalty minutes are taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So it's the World Championships. That's in Dallas, Texas. Uh, and the, uh, that's got to be held at some sort of pub or of some Frisco, type, Texas. Imagine. It's at the Industrial Cigar Company. It's actually... It's a designated hope... cigar lounge. Okay, that sounds all right. Yeah. Well, good luck to them. Good luck to all the uh, athletes. I hope they've been training. This is quite interesting as well. This is a suit and tie event, Rob. Wow. You have to get dressed up for this event. So you're supposed to have brandy or something with it or... Quite or probably. A, probably a, a nice cognac. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I love a cognac. Mm. Really do. Well, that's a very fancy affair, then, isn't it's it? Nice, isn't That'll it? be for probably um, some of those millionaire oil currently types. Yeah, definitely, yeah. especially in Texas. Especially anyway, Rob, well, what you got coming Houston. up this week? Well, I can't really get too far ahead of nope, myself true. because uh, I'm still sort of a recovery. True, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm just sort of looking forward to being healthy and normal again because I feel like it's just been uh, all a bit all over the place of late, if I'm honest. No, I second you there. It's, yeah. uh, you can't really plan for uh, too much uh, happening, can you? Yeah, yeah. No, the, uh, myself and uh, and lovely girlfriend just want to get uh, back healthy and back to normal. Yeah, yourself, the beef man. Got to go to Sydney tomorrow. There's a bit of stuff happening there. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah, back Friday and then mm-hmm. uh, straight in with uh, Rugby Union on Love union, busy boy. The media, just commentator, social sports commentator no. extravaganza continues with the beef man. Yeah. Um, oh, of course, uh, I should point out Thursday night, um, reiterate, re- uh, Sandown Cup heaps. The Sandown Cup. So I'll be watching that with interest. And there's also the Goodwood is on at Morfordville. Big race oh, over there, 1200 yeah. meter race. I'm not sure. I, quite, I don't mind Booker to win that one. Right. So Booker or as a as a bit of a roughy Malibu style. Excellent. Okay. Yep. Well this has been a quite interesting edition of three hundred and sixty five days of sport. The computer decided to didn't want to play anymore. So yeah. uh, we, we struggled through, but uh, hopefully it's been we'll be back to normal next week. This has been edition number one hundred and thirteen of three hundred and sixty five days of sport. Just thank you quickly to Jack Link's beef jerky, unvegan friendly beef product. Certainly. And the best sportswear in Australia. Also, well, probably is vegan friendly. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mercida, the best sportswear in this whole continent. It's been 365 days of sport. We'll see you next week.